Welcome to this week in Metropolis. Yeah, King P here. And Stelio7. And welcome to another episode of This Week in Metropolis. This week is the final episode of Season 4. And coming up on today's show, we have got um, talk of the next-gen consoles from this week. And also, uh, living on the moon is is another topic we'll be covering. Uh, And also, movies we should have seen. And to, to round us off, um, useless gaming accessories. That's another thing we'll be uh, covering in today's show. But I'll, I'll kick us off, Matt, this week has been a little bit stressful for both of us, probably more so mm-hmm. for you, uh, linked to the release of the new Xbox, the Series X. Um, obviously, I've mentioned uh, on previous shows that I was swaying more to switching allegiance from PlayStation to the new Xbox. Um, I have this week um, made a dramatic U-turn. What I mean, it's um, yeah another conundrum in my own mind of whether to change or not. Um, and I'll I'll tell you for why I have changed. One. I feel like it might be a bit too much hassle <laughs> switching, right. like setting up a new account. And oh. Oh, oh, do you know what? Even down to, <laughs> even down to this show, right? We when we come on, we introduce ourselves by our our usernames that we we tend to use for all of our personal accounts and things like Steelio Seven. My surname Steel Steely was my nickname at school. Oh Seven was because I couldn't have Steely Seven when I got my first. Um, set up of a of an email account or or my gaming tags and things like that. So Steelio Seven has always stuck with me as I couldn't have seven, so I went for O Seven. Nothing to do with James Bond, um, which is that be Devlo Seven exactly. But um, <laughs> so I know for a fact that I can't have Steelio Seven on Xbox because oh, yeah. no. Well, when I briefly for about a year had an Xbox, uh, I want to say I had. Did I have a three six? I can't even remember what Xbox I had, but I had an Xbox um, many moons ago, and I remember I had to set up and it, and I couldn't have Stelio Seven. I ended up having some long-winded one, which wasn't that fun. Um, and I know people are a little bit more creative with their um, usernames and things like that now, but but yeah. So I was thinking about that, and and the big draw for me was the controllers, the the new PlayStation controllers. I don't I don't know why I wasn't more aware of what's going on because I think. Again, we mentioned about Xbox. They've still actually come with battery-operated ones where you've got mm. to change the batteries, which to me seems so dated you have to buy now. A separate kit. Yeah, which is another to do it. exactly. Yeah. It's another twenty-five, thirty pounds uh, UK sterling. But um, but the new PlayStation controller um, is it haptic? Is that mm. the word I'm, I'm looking for? Yeah. Um, so so even down to and there, there's a pre-installed game on the console which it comes with where you're kind of this little um avatar roaming around and even down to like where you're running there'll be small pulses through the controller not just a dual shock you know not just it's 
they said you literally feel things in that controller. If you're in snow, if you're, you know, on the hard surface, it, it varies, turns ice cold, uh, <laughs> you get frostbite. <laughs> so that's one thing. I think, wow, that's that's really good. And another thing is the, the triggers on there. They're actual tension triggers. So if you're in a game where, say, I don't know, I'm, I'm thinking like... Um, I think the examples I've read about, if you're um, sort of bow and arrow... That's what I was thinking. Or, or that something is, that, like yeah, that. So the tension the, the of a bow thing, when you're it? pulling it back, yeah. it actually reacts on the controller as well, which is just mind-blowing, really. Yeah. Like, you know, that's... And and I, I watched this uh, video review of, of one of the consoles the other day, and, and the guy was saying, like, what's the thing you interact with most when you're on a gaming console? It's the controller. You know, yeah, yes, exactly. yes, the console looks hideous and like a, a massive router. But realistically, the thing that you're interacting most with is your controller. It's got a built-in mic on it, so you don't even need a headset anymore. You can still use a headset, but for the interaction... I, I, I mean, wonder how well that would work, though, mm-hmm. in, in terms of the... Um, I don't know. I, I just think, you know, if you've got sort of sound coming from your telly and, and the round and that, how well it would isolate that, I don't know. Obviously, no... They've thought about it a bit more, haven't they? And yeah, yeah. My, but, my two seconds of opinion. <laughs> but, but, I mean, that that's a big thing. I mean, the exclusives that are on there. I mean, I've I've said it before. I'm I'm not that bothered about what the exclusive are, but I think because me and my son watched um, Spider Man Into the Spider Verse recently, um, which has just gone on to Netflix, and it's just given me a whole kind of little buzz about that game. Uh, yeah. Miles Morales um, Spider-Man, which is is the kind of exclusive on launch day with the PS5, and I didn't even play the last Spider-Man game, but I know that was an incredible game as well. Um, it's just made me think. I think maybe I'll stay well, loyal, and it's it's going back to exactly what we said. I mean, I've been a PlayStation user since the first console. I know you've been Xbox since the first one. Since the first Xbox, and, and yeah, that's, that's and, and I think it it's really a big decision. Really, of it's it's not just about loyalty to it, but what the pros and cons are of each console. And I think for Xbox, it's mainly kind of you, the online side of Xbox is huge. Yeah. Where I think PlayStation's still a little bit behind on that. But for me personally, the games that I tend to play aren't necessarily online games, so. I think it does probably fit with, rather than trying to adapt to something, not that it would take a lot to change. I mean, a console is a console at the end of the day, and there's not a great deal of difference other than a few of the exclusives, really. But the controller, for me, sounds... That does sound next-gen to me. Yeah. But but tell the listeners and the viewers uh, of, of your pains that you've had this week. Well, normally, I would never imagine about sort of buying a console on, on release day. But this year, I decided that that was a brilliant idea to do so, and and it's I was already late to the party in regards to I didn't pre-order. You know, it was a pre-order. I think the twenty second September that completely passed me by. I read about it after the fact and thought, oh, yeah, I should have should have done that. So yesterday, yeah, yesterday decided to try and do it, and and honestly, it is the single-handedly one of the most stressful things i've tried to do in my life like it, it just ridiculous just that whole thing what what makes me so frustrated is like that feeling of helplessness and i managed to miss like every single sort of store that had it so you, you know i'd be 
I was on John Lewis's website at eight o'clock in the morning. It said this will be released at eight a.m. in red letters. Great. Refreshed it, still saying the same. Refreshed it, still saying the same. About six minutes later, I realised that the out of stock had changed to add to basket. Same colour, same font, same everything. So I'd probably missed that. By the time I tried to add it, didn't work. Then, you know, missed out on, I think, Very Haddam. was about 10 minutes too late for seeing that. Um, Someone else had a maybe. Asda added to basket, got right through to the payment stage. The website, like, literally, payment approved, blah, blah, blah. Just waiting for that next message to say, congratulations, you know, your order's been approved. Website goes down, you know, and it, it was just like this constant chase that, that I wasn't winning. And what makes it more frustrating is the fact that, you know, there, there are, not that I'm, you know, pulling the um, sympathy vote here, but there are lots of people, and you saw it a lot on Twitter, there are lots of genuine people that are trying to get these consoles yeah. um, for whatever reason it may be. But there are also a lot of people that are getting them purely to sell them. And and the the sad thing is is they're doing it because they can and you see on um you then see on eBay people are bidding like well over six hundred eight hundred pounds mm. on something that would have cost them four hundred fifty yeah and people are making a killing on it yeah. but it's that moral thing of well you know there are people struggling to get it but then there are other people who are clearly getting them but not not for the right reasons. It, do you know what it made me think of, Matt, as well? The the whole argument of um, buying something to then sell it for a profit. Yeah. We we talked about in a previous show with the, the trainers you bought from yeah. the alien ones. Which I whatever. don't think that actually made it into the show, that, that bit of um, conversation. Right, well, I think I may have taken that out. Um, there's, I mean, to, the only time there's a huge culture of reselling trainers and it annoys me in that sense as well there are lots of shoes that now you can only get like nike or whoever will release so few of them so there's hype and then they will it's either a raffle based system or it's like a lottery thing and, and very few people can get them but if you're so inclined you can buy bots to do it for you and they work sort of millisecond fast Add to basket, blah blah blah. Do the payment, bang. So they can beat any anyone in doing it. And there's a huge culture of that in in trainers. And the, and the only time I've ever sort of done that is there was a, a pair of trainers from the film Alien. They're Reebok Alien Stompers, and then the ones at Ripley in um, Alien War. And they're in this box with all the and came with all the different badges from the, the film, like the Nostromo spaceship and all this stuff. Amazing looking set. And I bought them and they were almost knee height, which was the weird thing about them. I bought them because they were cool. And then you're putting them on and like they're, they're like these knee height boots, um, which isn't necessarily a look that I'd, I would go for. <laughs> um, but so putting them on, the, the wife, you know, was the voice of reason. Like, when are you going to wear those? You'll look like an idiot, so on and so on. So sold, ended up selling them. But, you know, that was an example of, I think I bought them, let's say, on the Monday for £110. And then by the Wednesday, I'd sold them for about £400. Mm. And and four times your money, just for the sake of listing it on eBay, you know, buying something, listing it on eBay, you can see why people do it. You know, if you could have got one of those Xbox consoles and you knew someone was going to pay double... 
know. And it, well, this this and this, it's not illegal. You it's know, not it's, illegal. It's the crazy thing either. No. If, I, I think you know, there was lots of people on Twitter yesterday going, "Well, I don't think eBay should let people do it." You know, I, I don't think eBay should let people sell for uh, particularly a brand new thing two or three times. But uh, I don't know. I guess there's an argument against. It's like people that were selling anti-back sort of hand yeah. stuff and that at the under, beginning under of the lockdown. Prices, yeah. You yeah. know, selling a 60p bottle for a fiver or whatever. It's mm. People do, don't they? I think what it does, and, and a few people have said this to me, is... It brings into question the kind of companies like Microsoft and Sony who are who are selling these at a certain time of year, where kids and and adults alike and fans of gaming will be desperate to get one. Yeah. Um, you know, and and parents will be desperate to get them for the time of year that they've come out. It's you know exactly. a couple of months before Christmas, um, and it's the frustrating thing is that. There is only limited supplies, and we talked about it off air. Um, about do you know, as frustrating as it is, it's it's actually clever from them. Yeah. But at the same time, it's it's kind of like you don't really want to kind of congratulate them on their marketing plan. They know exactly right. what they're doing because we've got Black Friday on the horizon as well, coming towards the end of this month. So there'll be there'll definitely be stock that will all of a sudden appear of and course, be able yeah. then. Um, and and the other flip side to it as well is I, I think you said to me there's the people that were when this next batch came available from yesterday morning they weren't actually due to be shipped probably until the end of December mm, yeah. at, the, at the latest so you know you you're probably better off waiting till the new year anyway. Well, there were um, some people saying as well that um, and again that, like you said that this is perfect marketing for. Uh, Microsoft and PlayStation, because you think like yesterday, Microsoft probably for you know, forty-eight hours they were one of the top trends on Twitter. Like on the news, you you they were saying about the console launch. It's everywhere. Um, but there was lots of people. The negative sort of feedback was, on, like you said, game yesterday released some more consoles, a mm. small amount of them. Um, but you wouldn't have got them for till December the eighteenth. So you're buying like you're almost pre-ordering after the pre-orders have happened. Yeah. But there were some people saying on Twitter yesterday that they'd ordered in September, were told that you know, it, it was going to come for launch day. Um, but then they were receiving an email in the middle of yesterday saying, Oh, actually, by the way, you're not going to get it till December. Mm. Yeah. So, you know, it's it's crazy in, in that regard as well that even if you were on the um, sort of a, on top of your game and pre-ordered two months ago, it's no guarantee you're going to get it anyway. So yeah, why why don't you wait until um, sort of the new year and probably get it? Walk into your local shop by then and and just get it then. But... Well, this is this is the thing as well, and a lot of people are saying that, that yeah, probably better to wait until the new year mm. as well. When you know Xbox especially because I think Halo was going to be there kind of uh, release day yeah. game but that's been postponed and set back so you've only really got a few games which are cross-platform anyway uh, are available on both and also or, or older games you know because you have yeah. got especially for xbox all the back catalog as well so the interesting thing uh, sort of uh, aside from the hardship of not being able to buy one the interesting thing that i did see repeatedly um was people saying if you're buying it for a Christmas present, 
make sure you plug it in first because it's apparently straight out of the box. It's not ready to go. It needs a 60 gig update before you can even use the thing, oh God. which I'm sure will probably be the same with a PS5 as well. Yeah, yeah. Oh, God, 60 gig. I've got to sit there and wait, wait for that, that to download. Make sure you switch off all other Wi-Fi accessories just to make sure that you're uh, yeah. getting the top speed for your console. But, um, yeah, well, watch this space. I mean, this is the last episode of this series, so um, we're going to be taking a couple of weeks off to, to refresh and, and start planning for, for the next series. But um, when I come back, I'll probably be back to uh, wanting to get an Xbox again. So You're worth we'll, one of each. Um, we'll have an update when, when we come back. But, um, Matt, you've seen some interesting um, non-gaming news this week. Yes, indeed. Um so we've talked before about um, SpaceX and those sort of things and, and plans to um, colonise other planets and so on. And, and it's an interesting story uh, regarding a UK firm as well. We're, we're based in the UK, so it's always interesting seeing these things, particularly concern, concerning UK businesses. Um, what they've worked out how to do, and, and it's solving a problem of if you're going space, you've obviously not you know it's hard to get there so but if you're going to this is concerning the moon to get to the moon you need to fly up in a rocket you've not got a huge amount of storage space and if you the more you take the more fuel you need so the more expensive it is there's a company that's worked out um that they can turn moon rock um just normal moon rock there's an abundance of it on the um moon and turn it into both oxygen and metals so you could create a supply of oxygen that you could then use. You know, obviously, humans need it to uh, exist in that particular place. Um, 45% of moon rock is just oxygen, so you can use that as a resource. The remaining um, sort of portion of the rock, though, is uh, a combination of... Let me just uh, find the exact metals. I think I said to you earlier. Um, aluminium, iron, and other types of metals. Um, so once you got the oxygen out, you're left with all this metal that you can then potentially use for building stuff, mm-hmm. for example, which I, I think is uh, fantastic. So, yeah, really, you need to go there with the basic tools, but ultimately, you've you've got a great deal of what you need actually in on the moon. That's fascinating as well, but mm. I guess it shows kind of you know how, <clears throat> how far science has come in that respect and research into these things and, and yeah. the, you know, just the, the possibility of, of traveling to the moon as frequently as, as we do, or certainly sending things up there to um, research and bring back samples of, of the rock and things like that. So yeah. um, no, well, they're, they're planning on to apparently, I mean, in this article it mentions is it, it as well. Um, NASA and other space agencies are planning to establish a permanent lunar base or moon mm. village um, where nations will operate alongside private companies on critical technologies such as life support, habitat construction, energy generation and food. So, mm. yeah, it, in, in a way, like they've got the space station now, they'll they'll have a or even, you know, close to home in the North Pole. They've got a, an outpost where, where people are. Yeah, you, you'll have that set up which is incredible that's to, mad to think. is there a time frame on when they think that um no it doesn't doesn't say in this particular article in the time frame but it's, it's something that they're developing at present 
we, uh, we have we have touched on um, space travel before and whether you'd want to be okay. one of the first to go up there and colonize a, another planet it does say you know, returning humans to the moon as early as 2024 four wow. years time and, and the interesting thing is only tw- the moon is 220 miles from earth so i mean it's achievable it's achievable well, you think from what how far is london from yeah, where it's we about live 100, that's, 105 that's probably miles the equivalent like yeah. oh yeah, yeah. Crazy. there and back yeah. If you if you could go, and you could take any item with you, what would it be? See, I would always imagine the moon as being quite, uh, you know, it's, it's quite barren, isn't it? There's not a lot there. I'd like to be cosy, like your duvet or something like that would <laughs> would be a preferred choice. But probably the the main thing that really if i was anywhere that brings you that gives you the ability to do whatever you want and also you have that security it would uh, ridiculously probably be my computer yeah. if i could take my computer and i i've got games on it i've got access to the world <laughs> imagine uh, but imagine that you you go to a new planet to play a game yeah i was it. thinking I'm... exactly the same though it would either be a ps5 or a uh or an Xbox, but then I would need a TV to go with me. So yeah, you have to have a TV. Might be a lot. To... I'll just take the laptop then. Um, the laptop. No, but you, you know, most people would probably say something like their phone or something like that. Because yeah. I was thinking maybe a camera. I've got a camera on my phone to take pictures yeah. of it. I, I know what you mean though. With you, that thought of it being sparse and you know not not a great deal there. But and and almost in my head, I feel like the moon is that small that you'd be able to just see over the edge. Like, and then it goes, do you know what <laughs> I mean? head... But this is what I mean. Like I, I do in my head, it's like, <laughs> it's that, you know, it's that round, small round dot in the sky. It's not like it's, and I'm sure the same would be thought if we were on another planet looking yeah, at earth looking or whatever, us, but it's, yeah. it's that kind of, I, I mean, I'm not, it's definitely smaller than the earth. So is it orbits the earth? But so I don't know. How. I reckon I could walk it in, you know, walk round the whole moon. Wait minutes. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. If I had a nice jog on, but gravity issues, you know, it might yeah. slow me down a bit. But yeah. Interesting <laughs> news, yeah. But well, it's, a, mate, it's another example of one of those things where you think, you know, where, when you was little or whatever thinking, wow, being an astronaut, imagine that. Mm-hmm. And and it's it's very quickly becoming I think since private companies have been involved, there's a lot of money in it. Like rather than with a government agency, there's always that sort of limit, like NASA and, and stuff like that. But now all these private companies are, are developing stuff. It, it's it's amazing. Mm. I guess the the question is, what are the um, you know the disadvantages of it? If if you've got a private company and they're gonna really screw up the moon in in some way, I guess that's a danger as well, isn't it? it- yeah, it's. I mean, it's it's certainly something. I mean, you and I both moved from, and, and the same applies on Earth, really. We both moved from built-up areas in 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 and around London, um, and we've moved to Norfolk, out in East Anglia, near the coast. Yeah. Where when I moved up here, or even when I started coming up this way, you know, everywhere was green. You know, mm. there's there's a lot more green land where things aren't. You yeah. know, even where I live. Yeah. yeah, even where I live now, in the 10 years that I've lived in Norfolk, there's so much more change with regards to the amount of houses that have been built on a lot of that yeah. green space. And that's 
one thing you know you kind of look at something like the moon and yes i think it's good for research purposes and there could be a lot more we could discover if we did have a a more permanent base up there but to turn it into something like you say which could actually be detrimental to it yeah well um, i think i said this on the previous episode but um it was jeff bezos and the founder of amazon i'm sure he was quoted in saying that to keep the planet in as best a condition as possible you should do all manufacturing off world so like you could use the moon full of factories and and have it as like this industrial complex Mm. that made all the stuff that you know is it is a bit dodgy making for environmental reasons on this country and then they ship it to the you know earth Mm. So your your Amazon parcel was coming from the moon. You might, you might not get next day. Then. Next day would be a push, Prime, it, Prime yeah. might be pretty pointless. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> that, I mean, yeah, I, I can see that. But then surely, I mean, isn't there, doesn't the moon some way kind of uh, impact on tidal waves, not mm. tidal waves, but the sea in general? Yeah, it does. I, I don't know exactly how it works, no. but there, there is that sort of thing. I'm not that clever to know, but I'm, I'm no. definitely sure. So this is what I'm saying. Like, if there's something that could impact on the moon as as a whole, yeah, that is going to have some sort of impact elsewhere, and that's yeah, kind of uh, where my thought was on that. But yeah, and, and probably it affects that you don't know until mm. you do it, and really until you do it, it yeah. yeah, yeah. Maybe go to another planet. Let's try Mars. Yeah. Um, Let's Mars up first. That's further away. Yeah, that shouldn't hopefully have any impact <laughs> unless there's some sort of life form that's then going to come and attack us but let's see um changing gear slightly we've had um, some questions coming over the last week um one from steve from scw the wrestling channel steve's obviously been a guest on our show before uh sent in an interesting question which you and i done a bit of research on Mo- in a nutshell his question was movies that we should have seen so but haven't but haven't and 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 to clarify i, I don't think it was necessarily any th- any film but we were to 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 give us a bit of an idea we actually searched the top 100 films which was on empire is that right going to empire magazine yeah. to empire. so we had a look through i'm really pleased to say that the film that came i said to you before we'd even looked at the list for me is actually the number one film on there. So um, yeah. it is, it is that, quite that's a pretty, one. It's a good one to fail on, isn't, yeah. isn't it? It's the, it's the way to look at it. Yeah. I was really impressed. Like This question for me is a very good one for me because mm. um, quite often in conversation, people condemn me for not seeing films. And, and normally they're films the list that is I long. think... I think, why, why, why are you judging me for not watching that? The prime example that we always talk about, The Lion King, the original animated Lion King, never yeah. seen it. Yeah. Um, and there are quite a few Disney films of that era that I didn't see just because I was a bit too old. Um, so, yeah, it's quite good um, uh, to pose that question. But I was impressed that, you know, based on that and people judging me for not seeing films, I've probably seen the whole top 20 mm. films that you should have seen. So, amazing. Yeah. But the, the number one film on there is The Godfather, and that's the one that I haven't seen any of them. Um, I've not seen and, the third one, but that's meant to be a bit rubbish anyway. I don't think it was in the top 20. No, it certainly wasn't. Yeah, I've I seen one Godfather, and two. Godfather ones. 2 was in the top yeah. 20, I believe. But yeah, it's it's a film that um, it's just 
it's one that everyone knows of. I mean, I'm, I'm familiar with it. I know exactly what it's about. Um, I've seen bits and pieces of it, usually in other shows where they're talking about it or whatever. Um, and it's one that it's one that I do want to watch um, and just haven't got around to it. It's just one of them things like, and, and I'm sure you're the same where you, you look at some of these films on that list that you go, oh, I haven't seen that. Mm. Yeah, I want to see it. It's not that there's nothing about it that interests not me. Not like you're choosing not to. It's yeah, just it's, you haven't. It's just yeah. you haven't, yeah. And, and I mean, I can think back to one that I always wanted to watch, which was Philadelphia. Yeah. Um, and I've never seen that. There you go. Well, so that's there you go. The list. Again, it was a film that I really wanted to see. It was bought for me. I had a copy of it for about five years. Um, Mark got it for me. Yeah. So, um, and then eventually I did watch it. Um, but The Godfather's one that is on my my list of films I need to watch. What was you? I know there was a couple on there that we spoke about, but I I think I know well, where you go. The, the key one, which I think, um, which interested, I said to. You, um, I've been watching Sopranos um, recently. I'm sort of up to season four on Sopranos. And there's a, a character in it called Ralphie who is not a particularly nice person, but he loves this particular film and keeps quoting it and sort of using it as examples of certain things. Um, so I keep thinking to myself, yeah, I really need to watch that because it's meant to be good, but it never appealed to me. And that's Gladiator. Um, which is one that people hold in such high regard. Like, oh my God, this is such an amazing film. I just never fancied it. it. It's just one of those ones that I thought, well, just don't, don't really fancy that for some reason. It, I'm sure I'm watching thing. That's really good. But yeah. is, there, is there a reason that sort of film wouldn't be of interest? I know there's types of films that people Roman don't like. Stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Romans stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Romans. Yeah. yeah. I'm not very good with, and uh, it's not really the same, um, but sort of period drama. Like, right. it, it, it's probably my least favourite genre, like Downton Abbey or something like that. Not that I'm saying that Gladiator is the same as Downton Abbey. I'm just trying to think. I but, can't see the comparison, but I know what you mean. The fact that it's Dated. all themed around this historical period, yeah. it just doesn't instantly uh, appeal. I, th- I think I, I really, know. really liked Gladiator because before that, I believe Troy, the film, had, had been released. Right. I'm pretty sure it was before, which was Brad Pitt... Um, God, who else was in? He, Brad Pitt played Achilles. I mean, I love that film. I don't know if you've seen that. That's no. really good. The story I'm of sorry. Troy. Roman stuff or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but again, like Gladiator's awesome. Yeah, it's got and such an amazing. That, I can't cast remember what number well, it was it? in the top one hundred. Um, I've just looked at it. It's forty-four. Forty-four. I mean, it shows you there must be some high-profile films. Where was The Lion King? You, you did. The Lion King one. was really high, I think, wasn't it? In in this one, it was on the it? list. It's definitely on the list. Um, see that, and that's one twenty-nine. The Big Lebowski. Never seen that. People always rave about the Big Lebowski, and how good that is. Mm. Um, the other ones that I sort of made note of: Saving Private Ryan. Again, a film that people regard as, as sort of such a good film. I think I've seen the beginning where. Mm. They're, they're all being sort of blown to pieces on the beach. Uh, I think I've seen that bit, but in regards to the rest of it, no. It's it's quite. I mean, they're quite heavy films because mm. obviously there's a there's obviously a historical link to a lot of them as well, and they're they're taken from people's stories, which which can be quite heavy for people to watch if they're affected by them sorts of things. No, um, Lion King was number seventy, so it went as high as uh, I thought. But that's the thing, and I think. 
you know, you saying about um, the Godfather as well. I mean, the Godfather, what's that? It's probably about three hours a, a, mm. a piece, isn't it? It's not a, it's not one of those where you think, oh yeah, I'll just watch that. And, a light, a light watch. Yeah, yeah. And the thing I found with the Godfather, I don't think I've still got them on DVD, but I remember watching those, particularly two, because two is incredible. Um, where he he goes back to so it's all about his home country in Italy and stuff like that, and it was a, the weird sensation of finishing watching that film and just thinking that was incredible, and I can't think of anything negative about it. Right, like, mm. and that was really odd, like because normally you watch a film and we get, we go to the cinema and you come out and be like, oh, I like that bit, I didn't like that bit, weren't sure about this, weren't sure about what they, did. I couldn't. I, I I just couldn't think. Well, that was a bit rubbish, wasn't it? It was just yeah, it's yeah. just amazing. There were so many incredible scenes in it. Mm. But, but yeah. for any listeners, I mean, tell us yours. I mean, Steve, get in touch with us. Tell us what, mm. you, what film. I know Steve at the moment is watching a load of um, older films. Um, some that he's even said he has seen when he was younger and um, probably didn't appreciate as much. But if if uh, any of the listeners want to tell us some other films that they should have seen get in touch yeah definitely but while we're on the subject of questions matt well that brings us to another question um Mm. that as was forwarded us from uh, my other friend james um from uh, goosepipe gaming and he's uh, sent us a a gaming related question which i think is a very interesting one which is Mm. um can you tell us about any useless gaming accessories that you've ever bought which mm. is uh, which is a good one because I mean you mentioned controllers earlier that usually yeah. so with, with a lot of consoles you'll get in a standard controller and that's you know pretty much what you you'll stick with unless it goes wrong or or you need to mm. sort of you know change it for whatever reason. Um, I think in in answer to the question from from myself, I, I think the standout ones for me and this is all going back a while. Um, I remember having the original Game Boy. So the the black and white Game yeah, Boy yeah. before that they put a color screen or backlit screen. It didn't have a backlit screen, so you had to um, if you wanted to play anything but really good light, you were absolutely doomed. And they sold this thing which was sort of like a, a square lens that went over the screen with this huge battery pack on the back of it, which then added a light. So no, you could play it. Did in, it have a magnifier as well on it? Yes, I believe. I, it had I a remember that as well. I remember that. And it was this terrible. I mean, it served a purpose because it sort of worked. But mm. I remember this thing went through batteries. Yeah, you know, you'd be lucky to get half an hour probably out of it. And it, it used something like four AA batteries in it. Such a beast, and you know, took it away from being portable or whatever. Yeah, I remember that being a awful. Except it worked, but. Right. Yeah, no, that's good. That's a that's a good shout. There. I mean, I really struggled with this question. It's a great question. I'm not really one for buying additional accessories for my consoles. The one that I do remember was having a a separate like with the PlayStation Three. I remember ordering it. It was probably about thirty quid as well. It was um like a like a, a Blu-ray player remote. So it was a big old remote, yeah. and you could operate it. L- but there was more buttons needed than needed. Yeah. You know, at the end of the day, I mean, now I still play Blu-rays or, or DVDs or whatever on my PlayStation 4. Um, and I just use the, the normal controller. 
Yeah. But I remember having this big chunky controller for the PS3, which really was was pointless. But also, one that always stands out for me is when I um, lived in Essex. I, I done a house share with a friend who had a uh, Nintendo Wii, which at the time was brilliant. I thought it was that was kind of different to, compared to yeah, everything no, else that was on the very, market. Very but it slowly they they just started bringing out different kind of gadgets to go for to, for your controller to fit in so you'd have like a steering wheel yeah. or you, you'd have something i'm sure there was loads of other things as well but it soon became apparent that it didn't really matter what it right. was in you could literally i mean really i liked getting involved and playing the tennis and things like that on there but realistically you could lay down on the sofa not even looking at the screen and, and just Jen kind of just flip your wrist, through your wrist. <laughs> yeah and and even driving games or whatever you did, really didn't need to so there was a lot of pointless additional things that you could put the controller in did you have a Wii? Well, yeah and we we actually got you saying um about those sort of things we bought recently for the switch um, mario tennis which mm-hmm. is which is awesome game um but it, it just as partner, we, we bought it from a, a friend, and and they included in it these um, bracket attachments. Wow! So like the um, the switch controller fits in the bottom with them, and then you use this tennis racket again. Completely pointless because you yeah. you can just do it without. But yeah. I don't know whether it's the same. But on the switch as well, there's that kind of ring um, yeah, accessory, which looks pretty thing, cool. Isn't fitness it? ring. Yeah. I don't know I whether that's, that's got the purpose because that's got resistance. I think isn't right. It? Yeah, I'd be intrigued to see what they're like. Mm. But, um, yeah, again, like, really good question because I'm sure there are loads of different... I mean, I was, again, we'll we'll come back around full circle here, but the PS4, looking at the different things that you can get with that, um, you know, you've got the camera that you can buy, which will go with something. There's the headset and all that stuff, you know, different... Even the Xbox, there's... I didn't even know this. With the Xbox, there's um, an Elite Controller. Mm. yeah that's been out for a little while now i mean it 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 looks incredible i mean but in the pack you've got different um thumb sticks attachments that you You can can change change it to yeah and just the quality of it feels according to the review it's about 130 quid or something i mean that's mega money yeah that's mega the the amazing accessory that xbox do um it is for um people with sort of physical disabilities and things like that and so the, the buttons on it are really large. The buttons are, are sort of, I don't know, 10 centimetres wide. So no, uh, people of all abilities can play. That's, that really, that's really cool. That um, I just remembered in, in terms of other software, I've got a, a long history of weird additional controller things. I remember from the Dreamcast having a keyboard, full-size QWERTY keyboard, which I got just because you could get it. Don't know why. I think, I think it cost a fiver or something. Is when when they were going out of. I've never used it because what do you need a full a full size great keyboard for a Dreamcast for? Um, I remember having on the PlayStation Two, uh, there was a, God, was it Def Jam made a rap game? There was some sort of rap game, and basically it was karaoke. Yeah. So you'd you'd seen this video, it was like an animated video that they'd done with the words up and you had a microphone and you could rap along. I, me- I remember having that. I remember um, that. And also on the PS2, do you, I don't know, what it's, what's he called? Buzz? It's this funny sort of egg-shaped sort of character. And it you got 
um, little buzzers. It was it was a red button at the top and then colour buttons down the side. Right. And you all sat there with it and it came up the question. You pressed your buzzer to answer the question and things. All these sort of weird things. Mad. But they're probably the highlight, switching the, the thing on its head, highlight controller for me was on the GameCube, um, the bongos for Donkey Konga. Did you ever play that? No, I didn't. I didn't know they had that. It is worth buying a GameCube for. Basically, the game was a bit like, you know, Guitar Hero, you press the yeah. button in time. Um, but this was sort of, you know, the left and right bongos, real bong, like proper little plastic bongos. And you drummed along to, to the songs and it had like well-known songs yeah. on there. And you'd sit there just sort of drumming away in time, pre- pressing what you wanted. Incredible. I mean, I, I was going to say mine would have to be, for one that I've actually had, would be Guitar Hero. Cause, and I wasn't very good at it, yeah. but it was, it kind of, I, I loved it because not, not just the, I mean, the actual equipment is pretty basic when you think about what you're doing. Yeah. But just the game it in just general. Works, isn't yeah. It? And I think that was around a time as well when arcades, you had all the dance machines and things like that. So it was a similar kind of making yeah. sure you hit the, the right tune and c- colour and all that stuff. Rock Band as well on the Xbox. That was, I mean, played it. It was incredible. Yeah. Um, yeah, so. That is a game that I think they should bring back. For uh, going next back gen. to next gen. Next mm. gen, bring back, a, you know, an amazing wireless guitar thing. Um it's so simple, but people would love it. I'd love it. I'd buy that. And I know my boys would absolutely love you know, playing. It's one, it's one that gets everyone get, gets involved. And, and th- this is the thing. Rock band itself, I've played around people's houses when there's been like a party or, yeah. you know, a, a gathering or whatever. And it's just been so much fun. You've had someone singing, someone on the drums or whatever. Yeah. It's, it's brilliant. It is brilliant. I do and get that... unbearably competitive with it, though. It's <laughs> the issue. <laughs> just taking people out with your guitar. Yeah, no, it just oh. becomes boring because you know three hours later because someone you know it's that constant one-upmanship of they they got it slightly better than I did so I've got to play it again and yeah it's all Brilliant. good fun though. Well, I think that brings us uh, to the end of uh, the series. Yeah, it's, it it's does. been a, been a a long journey and an exciting one this series um, to do ten episodes. So you know, thank you to everyone that's listened and taken part. As always, we will take a couple of weeks off to plan and plot and put together the um, special ingredients for the the next series yep. coming. In the meantime, um, make sure you, you keep following us. We will be posting updates uh, on our social media. Um, so give us a follow on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, um, YouTube as well. Make sure you subscribe to us on there. Make sure you share the channel to your friends and family who might be interested in listening as well. That's that's obviously you um, can see us as well as hear us. Yeah, exactly. But that's the most important thing for us: getting listeners to our show and and sharing the love. So um, make sure you do. Thanks again for the people who got involved in today's show and sending in their questions. Please send in more. We'll we'll happily answer and give you our um, our answers on on the next series. Cool. And thank you very much and goodbye. Goodbye.